Drop the beat, y'all. Get ready for live music, interviews, and much more from La Mesita. Welcome to a new season of La Masita. Remember, you are listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, Chicago. We are broadcasting live from the comfort of our homes. My name is Evelyn, and I'm here with Jaden. Today, we have a special guest. Turbo Sanidero is a music producer and record collector from San Jose, California, who blends rap with Cumbia Sonidera sound system. He is a co-founder of Group Hehehe, and also founder of Cumbianet, a collective that promotes new and up-and-coming cumbia producers from Mexico and beyond. Turbo Sonidero kicks up a digital dust with the records of his youth, R&B, soul, doo-wop, and cumbias de antaño, all slurped, bounced, and banged into, into souped-up, slow-down Sunday ride. Hello and welcome, Duro Sanidero. Thank you for joining us today. We're very grateful to speak with you and to have you on our show. Before we get started, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm excited. How's California treating you? It's good. The, the weather's nice over here. It's uh, it's sunny and yeah, it's, it's good weather. For the listeners out there, what is Turbo Sonidero up to these days? Uh, right now, uh, just working on music, wrapping up a lot of projects that I have. Um, I was traveling a lot um, since last September, and I traveled. I went to Europe, I went to Colombia, I went to Mexico like three times. And uh, that was... So I traveled from like September to February. So I've been back ever since. I have no plans of traveling. I just want to finish up projects. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that's all I've been doing. Just coming up with new music. I also just released a new album called uh, Lowrider Cumbias. It uh, last month on um, on the record label called Disco Rolas. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, it was uh, I just been working on that. That's that's it. Just work, work, work. We heard that you were working on your album for ten years. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it wasn't that I was working on it for ten years. It was more like uh, there were there were tracks that I that I was working on for, like like I would I would uh, make an edit and then I would play it like at live shows, you know, and um, I never I never planned to release it. And um, when I showed it to the record label Disco Rolas, they liked it so much that they were like, "Oh, we want to put it out." And I was like, well, these are songs, some of these songs are like 10, 10 years old and they didn't care. They they wanted to put it on vinyl. So, yeah. Yeah, I was always like, uh, I, I mean, I, I never knew what I was, what I wanted to do with those tracks. And, um, and yeah, it was just, I think sometimes being patient, like if you're patient and you have good material, uh, good things will happen. 
How and when were you introduced to cumbia? Um, since I was a little kid, it was just music that uh, was always played um, in my family. And I would go to, back to Puebla a lot, where, where my dad is from. And uh, yeah, it, it was everywhere. Uh, you know, you would walk down the street, you would hear cumbia. Um, my, my parents actually met at a, at a cumbia party um, here in San Jose. They, they met dancing. Um, the day that I was born, my dad wasn't allowed to go into the hospital. Um, so he went to go dancing to a cumbia party with my with my aunts. So cumbia has always been a part of uh, my family. How, how has cumbia evolved over the decades? Um, it's, it's evolved in... in uh, I think I think cumbia is something that that is reflective of what's going on in, in the culture, and um, I feel like uh, it's been evolving since the and well with Mexican cumbia it's been evolving since the '60s, and it evolves with with what's going on. Like let's say you know um, electronics are are introduced. Um, you know, um, or or let's say that like the sound. Uh, okay, let me let me rewind. Um, it, it just I think it changes as a reflection of the culture, whatever is going on in in Mexico, um, with Mexican cumbia. And uh, for example, um, in the last uh, ten years, computers are 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 cheap now um, for mo most people to buy them in Mexico. Where back in the days they were, they were expensive. So not everybody had uh, had computers or access to a computer. Right now that people have access to them, now now there's a there's a younger generation that's able to produce um, cumbia, and they don't have to form a band, they don't have to uh, they don't have to invest money on, on equipment. A lot of them are are downloading a, a music music software called like Fruity Loops, and uh, they're me making music with that, you know. And they're also incorporating sounds like, uh, like uh, I've been hearing a lot of people incorporating like electronic, like EDM sounds or um, trap sounds. And um, that, that's what I think uh, cumbia is really exciting because it, it, keep, it keeps evolving, you know? Um, and yeah, and it, and it stays fresh. Yeah, like uh, your new album, right? You yeah. um, created cumbia and lowrider music which exactly. is really cool and uh, 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 thank uh, you uh, thank you what does your idea cumbia sound like my idea of what cumbia sounds like to me it sounds um um i would say heavy bass um i would even say it, it's to me what from other latino like music what 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 i always liked about cumbia that i felt like it was dark you know um, it was raw. It was a, it, it's it's music that it's uh um you could almost say that it's really simple to play. Um, so a lot of the melodies tend to to be simple, and um, but that, just because it's simple doesn't mean you know it's easy to make. Um, I think I think making like a a simple melody that people are gonna like is, is really hard, you know, and it has to do more with feeling. So there, there's this, uh, there's a saying, you know, in, in cumbia, you know, like el sabor or el sentimiento, 
which is the flavor or the the sentiment you know and um like uh like they'll be like uh ese tiene, like that track has sentimiento mexicano sentimiento peruano like uh, what what's the what's the feeling of the track you know and i i think it has to do with like um what the composer where, where they're from and 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 that's that i think um coming from hip-hop being a being a hip-hop producer when when i was younger um that's that's what really got me into into cumbia that a lot of it had to do with feeling it didn't have to do with like if you were a great musician if you were the best best guitarist best composer it had to do with feeling you know and uh and yeah that's what that's what cumbia sounds to me cumbia sounds is raw to me cumbia is bassy cumbia is is dark um it's it's a lot of things so my next question is what is your process when you create this type of music um i usually like to start with the, with the melody or if, if that depends sometimes i start with the melody and so or sometimes i start with the percussion like i like to put a like a like a deep like a a deep bassline with uh with a really uh with with a percussion like a, a guido and uh and a llamador which are which are uh percussion instruments that they use in uh, in cumbia and and yeah I, I, and then i go off of that and then i make the melody you know so it depends sometimes the melody comes first or or sometimes i i like to go off you know the percussion and and come up with the melody and then from there i just build i, I build i start adding layers um you know transitions and and all that you know samples i like i like to sample too um yeah <laughs> okay um as a producer what are your initial stages of inspiration or where where does your inspiration come from um my inspiration i, I usually like to listen to other types of music um I, I listen to a lot of cumbia but sometimes i like to listen to like uh like electronic music or rap music and try to see what's going on out there and just uh, if there's a song that really inspires me um i'll try to uh like base my melody off of that feeling that that i heard from a track you know um or sometimes you know like if i'm feeling something like if i'm happy or sad or whatnot you know i'll i'll uh i'll be like oh well, it's time to make a beat you know so i'll, I'll sit down and and yeah I'll, I'll, i'll start i'll start going at it but but the process that i do when, when it comes to uh to making a cumbia track is really uh is is really like like making a hip-hop track like uh i usually like to do two or four bars you know loop it you know start adding stuff like you know go with the bass the melody the percussion samples and um but, but to me it like uh like like i said you know i used to be a hip-hop producer and uh and i tried to connect that with with uh with cumbia uh we were talking about uh processes right now right and uh, as we mentioned your album can you explain like the process of making Loria and um, how that came to be? Um, so th that came to be because uh, 
and and in Mexico, like I said, you know, right right now there's a there's a whole generation of new uh, cumbia producers that are making stuff on Fruity Loops, and what they're doing, they're grabbing uh, <clears throat> old cumbia tracks, um, especially from Colombia, and and uh, making these new tracks, and and, th and this style of music is called huepa or cumbia ditada, and um, so when when I first heard that like ten years ago. I was like, uh, I was really inspired by that. And and uh, I was like, well, I, I, wanna, I wanna make my own web art cumbia ditada, but I also wanna incorporate wh where I'm from or what, what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from San Jose, I'm from California. Uh, Lowrider Oldies was something that I grew up listening to. And I was like, well, I wanna, I wanna try that, you know? Um, I think it's really important as a music producer to to music producer artists or whatnot to uh, for your work to reflect where you're from, you know. Um, and I think that that's that's where originality comes from, you know. Not not trying to sound like somebody else, not trying to uh, you know copy other people's styles, you know. It's like your, your style. Everybody has their own style, and I think uh, people should explore that. Um, so, so that's that's what uh, that's what I did with that. I was like, you know, cumbia and and lowrider and lowrider oldies. Um, let me try it out, you know. So, so yeah. So I, I remember grab one of the first tracks I did was uh, Duke of Earl, and I remember just looking for the break, looking for the looking for the like the hip hop. I mean, I'm coming from like doing hip hop beats, you know, you sample a lot of soul and R and B. So I was like, well, let me loop it. You know, let me let me find the, the spot where I could I could loop it and kind of think of it as a as a hip hop beat. And after that, you start adding, you know, again the wacharaca, el llamador, el el bajo, because uh, hip hop and, and cumbia like the rhythms just just fit together. If you, if you were to grab like a cumbia rhythm and a hip hop rhythm um, and put it together, they just they just match, you know. Um, so, so yeah, after that, you know, I, I started cutting up the tracks, um, making my own melodies out of, out of the tracks and, and yeah, and, and just the rest is history. Your album is honestly like really cool because it literally like captures the Chicano culture. Um, Definitely. and I feel like that's, that's something that. Not a lot of people do because it, it, it captures the Chicano culture as well as the Mexican culture in general. Yeah. Um, because of Cumbia and the Lowriders, the oldies. Um, sure. I personally really like it. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. So how do you dissect a sample and make it your own? Um, I, I, I use uh, Ableton. So it's a, it's a recording software um, that's used more for sampling. And um, I mean, back in the days when I started sampling, like in the nineties, it was hard because you did it all by ear, you know? You, you had to like put put the sample like either in a, in a, well, in a sampler and it would be like a keyboard or, or like a box. So you would put it in and then you would like press record and then you would try to find like the spot where, where it loops, you know? 
And sometimes you would get it right, sometimes you wouldn't. With Ableton, on the other hand, it, it, you put you put the sample, you put the track on or, or the sample into the software, and, and you just can see like it maps it all out and it tells you where's all the points and all the points where you could where you could sample and it'll sound clean. So it makes it makes your your job really it makes it easier, you know. And then, you know, from there, you know, I'll put the like um, I'll put the points in each sample where I want to cut it up, and and then I and then I'll lay it out on the keyboard. Like you could you could uh, there's a way to put it on um, on the software so you could have it all out on a, on a keyboard, and then you could just play it, you know, off of there. You know how your album incorporates cool. Uh, yeah. In your perspective and ears, what is the most notable or best cumbia style in Latin America? Um, well, I, I mean, I would have to say cumbia solidera, you know, and and it's not that you know I'm from Mexico, um, or, or or I'm trying to be like you know selective. Oh, you know, my my family grew up listening to cumbia solidera, so I'm gonna choose that. But but you know the, <clears throat> I will say, and I and I and I'll uh, and I'll debate anybody on this. Uh, to to be like cumbia sonidera is the best. The reason is that when uh, when cumbia ar arrives from like Colombia and Peru or whatnot, what, what, what the sound systems in Mexico do, they they add more bass to it. They add it. They make it slower. They add more like they add more percussion to it. They add effects. They pretty much like take. Um, Take cumbia, like they'll take an old uh, Colombian cumbia and make it modern, you know, and uh, and then it just it, to me it just sounds better. I was in Colombia last uh, December, and I remember talking, especially to like like the youth, um, people in the early twenties, and I would be like, so. Do you guys like cumbia colombiana? And they'll be like, no, we don't like cumbia colombiana. We like cumbia sonidera from Mexico. And I'm like, you know that a lot of those tracks are from Colombia, right? They're like, yeah, but it sounds better. And the reason is that uh, Colombian cumbia is really fast. They, the, the way they do it, they play it really fast. They don't add bass. Um, they don't add effects. But but again, when when that that, that those those cumbia tracks arrive to Mexico City, that's that's what they add, you know. And, and it's just, you know, I, I don't know. Like a cumbia slowed down just sounds way better, you know. Um, personally, so yeah, some people might not agree, but but I think uh, cumbia sonida is the best because and it also and, and well, I want to say the best, but. But uh, but also cumbia sonidera it evolves like every ten years something different happens. While in, in Colombia and Peru, cumbia is is not like there there's there's not a lot of cumbia uh, musicians or producers out there anymore. Um, unfortunately, cumbia and and places like Colombia and Peru it's died. You know, it's it's not a it's not a thing anymore. We just found that some of your tracks have been used in some TV series. How do you feel about this? Um, I, I like it. It's, it's um, it's flattering. Uh, I'm thankful, you know. Like, uh, I always imagined, and I would always hope, like, my music to be used in in um, in, in 
in TV or movies, you know, some of my music, I try to make it like, um, like soundtrack-ish, like, like kind of like atmospheric. Um, because that's, that's, those are the type of, of sounds that I like, you know, so I hope my music gets used for movies or, or commercials or whatnot in the future. So within your music, which do you prefer, heavy accordion or heavy bass? Um, I, I, I would uh, prefer, prefer it to be heavy bass and then heavy accordion. I think the bass is super important. And um, yeah, bass, bass is really important, you know, for me. What are your thoughts on culture appropriation when it comes down to music? Um, I think that uh, it, it's hard, you know, because I, I know that's like a conversation that that's been that people have been having in the last seven years. I think if, if people people do it with respect and people are really into it, you know, like it's not like like something that's just oh well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start making cumbia today, and because everybody's playing it or everybody, you know, people, it's it's the thing that's selling. And then tomorrow I'm gonna be like, whatever, you know, I'm gonna move on to making some other type of music. Um, or if people don't educate themselves, I think it's really important to to educate yourself of uh, whatever music you're making, you know, and and know the culture and know what what happened before or whatnot, you know. Um, um, and I, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of music producers make the mistake of not doing that, you know. Um, like, like they say, you know, uh, to know where you, where you're going, you gotta you gotta know your roots, you know. Um, so when it comes to cultural appropriation, yeah, pe people that that come into to a culture like let's say cumbia, with no with no knowledge, no no background knowledge, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think that's cool, you know. I think you know you gotta educate yourself. And, and I think it'll show. It'll show on the producer. You know, you'll listen to. I've listened to producers that, you know, that they're like, oh well, I'm, I'm gonna start making cumbia today, and and it, you you know that person just started making cumbia. They don't, they don't have that that feeling. You know that it's like it's like somebody trying to make trap music or, or rap music, and and uh, they don't have that background. It's just not gonna sound cool. It's just. It's not going to have that flavor, you know? Um, if you're able to explore, like, your music genre, like, what world you mm, Like, a, if I want to explore, like, a new a new genre, I've actually been, um, been listening to a lot of classical music and uh, a lot of soundtrack music. Um, and, like, uh, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of stuff like that. And as I get older, I'm, I'm getting more interested into in, in like classical music and orchestral music and maybe trying to do something with that later on in my life, you know? Okay, so like I was saying, early, earlier in the interview, we asked you about your tracks being in TV series, in, yeah. in TV shows and whatnot. Yeah. So with that being said, what do you see and hear your music playing in the next few years um i see i see i see my music uh 
Okay, and then and the next few years where I see my music at, I see I see my, myself putting out more records out. Um, hopefully, like uh, like the like my next my next goal is to be in Japan, like have my music out there and, and do stuff out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I just hope that I, I could just just put out more records out. That, that's that, that's my main interest, you know. So within your music, of course, is there any um, Cumbia group or artist in general that you would love to collaborate with in the future? In the future, I would like to collaborate with uh, Supergrupo Colombia. I would like to collaborate with uh, Sonido Royal. Um, I would like to collaborate with uh, with people in my crew more. I, I have I have a crew called Cumbianet and I would like to uh, be able to make tracks with them, you know? We all know that like you're a record collector. Do you have a holy grail in your wish list? Um, there's there's a few. Uh, there's, there's a future records that, that I that I do want and that um, I haven't been able to come across. There's this one called Los Tabaqueros de Colombia. Um, and it's a, it's from a Mexican uh, cumbia group, and uh, I've only seen that record once, and that's one of the records that, that I that I really want, you know. It's pretty like you talked about hip hop for like a little bit. Yeah. Who's your favorite artist when it comes to hip hop? When it comes to hip hop, my favorite artist um, I haven't been asked in a while, but uh, I would have to say uh, Freestyle Fellowship. They're from LA. It's an underground uh, hip hop group from the 90s. Um, Freestyle Fellowship to me were, were um, super important and, uh, and just what they would do it was experimental, you know? So that's what I really liked about them. They were really good MCs. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that was my favorite yeah, that's, artist that's growing up. And that's always inspired to to be at their level, you know, of, of always yeah, being original and being original, being keeping it real. Um, yeah, I would have to say if we stop fellowship. But um, what advice would you give to like upcoming artists or people that is, that is like coming into the, the Cumbia culture? Into the Cumbia culture? Um, I would say listen to listen to different types of cumbia, listen to a lot of it. Um, yeah, uh, produce, produce, produce. You know, um, try try to uh, not 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 try. Just just be yourself. You know, be yourself. Don't uh, yeah. If you're gonna copy somebody, cool. But but at the end of the day, like. Just, just be yourself, you know, and and uh, I think what as you're producing that that'll come out, and just be honest. Um, also, uh, I, I think uh, it's really important too to um, yeah to 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 look at like <clears throat> other other producers, other musicians that came before you, and um, and just respect, you know. And I, and I think that goes with with any genre, any genre of music. You know, it's just listen to music, listen to to see what was out there before, and uh, 
and just learn, educate yourself, you know, and yeah. Thank you for your time, Turo. Is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation? Like, where may the listeners find your music and events? Yeah, um, first and foremost, uh, thank you to, to all of you for the space. Um, it's, it's uh, This is cool. Um, it's good to see, you know, like, uh, like these type of programs, you know. Um, also, uh, yeah, if you, you want to look uh look for my music on soundcloud spotify um you could just google my name <laughs> it'll come up so yeah turbo sonidero um but yeah th- thanks 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 a lot to our listeners thank you for listening we are sonic vibes and this has been la masita with turbo sonidero Remember, you have been listening to WLPN LP on 105.5 FN Lumpin' Radio Chicago, broadcasted from the, the comfort of our homes. My name is Jaden, and that is Evelyn. Until next time, have a wonderful day. And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No! And y'all, who let her back in? That's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? What's up?